0: My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence Onset podcast. On today's podcast, we have Daniel Sunjata, who plays Charlie Davenport in the new show on Netflix called Echoes. The show is about identical twin sisters, Lenny and Gina, who decide to swap their lives. However, there are dire consequences when one of the twins goes missing, causing both of their lives to rapidly fall apart. So here to talk about his character and the complexity of the show is Daniel Sanjata. I wanted to start off really quickly. How do you balance that? Because you're in so many great roles and... Every role is so different for you and you're playing such a different character. And with Mm -hmm. Echoes, I mean, it's a very different character for you. So Mm -hmm. how do you do that as an actor? Because it's like nonstop for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, there are periods of quietude between the jobs. So it's not like you're just shooting one thing and then shooting another thing or shooting multiple things at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you have time to like switch from, you know, when I was on Power Book Ghost and I had like the bald head uh, the, the next thing that I did after that was Echoes. So I had a little bit of time to like, you know, my hair was very short in Echoes, but, <laughs> but I did have like a month or two to like transition to the, you know, to the next character that I was playing. Right. So there's, yeah, there's, there's the, there's the opportunity for adjustment for sure.
0: So when you get Echoes, it's such a crazy storyline. When you yeah. read it, how do you decompress that script? Because. I imagine reading it must be a little more difficult than us watching it, I would assume, but I'm not sure on the actor side. So how, when you read it, how do you figure all that out?
1: Well, I needed some help because when you're trying to uh, take a story like Echoes off of the page, I needed help tracking when Lenny was Lenny and when it was Gina, when it was Gina as Lenny and when it was Lenny as Gina. (laughs) So like sometimes you just, as you're, you're reading it, you just, you could not tell. And the producers and uh, the other actors were, we, they were like We're all having the same problem, Daniel, you know? And so they, they went through the script and they marked it out for us and, and, and made sure that that was clear. Um, and my character, Charlie Davenport in particular, really needed to know because as, as Charlie, he knows when they are switching. So like, there's no, there's no wiggle room for me to pretend like I know as the actor, like I need to know who I'm dealing with so that I can, You know, do all the subtleties that we're supposed to do in the scenes that we shoot. But
0: then, on top of that, when we're watching as viewers, I didn't know that you know that Charlie knows. Like, I didn't know. So, how do you add that in? Because you did that so well. Because I watched it again. And the second time I went, ooh. And I started noticing things that you were doing, but Uh, I didn't notice it the first time because I had no clue that Charlie knew.
1: Yeah, as Daniel, I needed to know when Charlie knew, but when I am Charlie, you just have to play it straight. You just play it straight, totally innocent, as if you know, as if you're, uh, as if you don't know. But the actor needs to know. It's it's hard. It's it's hard. It's a hard thing to describe. It was a very convoluted and strange story. What's kind of what drew, drew me to it was uh, I I knew that people were going to have to watch it more than once in order to you know in order to really get it. So I was like, okay interesting, you know, interesting, interesting job.
0: What led you into wanting to take on this role? Because I imagine when you read it, you're like, okay, this guy's interesting guy, has interesting yeah. background. um, And now there's like four different things I need to keep track of and multiple storylines. So what made you go, yes. Yeah, I want to jump right in and do this. It was,
1: it, it was exactly what you just described. It was the challenge of that and obviously the opportunity to work uh, uh, with and on Netflix, which is yeah. probably my favorite streaming platform. I have many at my disposal, but uh, I think I spend more time watching Netflix than probably anything. So I was like, wow, Netflix limited series. Who would say no to that? You know. So it was easy.
0: So how would you describe Charlie?
1: In general, strange. Um, I think that he's he's a strange cat, but I think that he's uh, he, well meaning. I think that he d- he did truly, you know, love them both. Um, I'm sure that he was uh, dismayed when he realized that the switching was happening. Probably thought it was a joke at first. Kept waiting for them to say, "Ha we're just kidding." And when he saw, "Oh oh my gosh, they're actually really signed on to this. They they think we don't know." I think that he found it in, uh, intellectually fascinating as a um, you know he's he's a he's a, he's a clinician he's a psychotherapist and so you know when he sees something like this in real life especially it's like in it's in his karmic orbit this is like these are people in his life doing this in his face i think that he just kind of like was fascinated and just kind of sat back and said okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go for this ride and see how far they take it then of course things got dark you know, people people, <laughs> go people start getting killed, all kinds of crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, it yeah, was, uh, crazy. yeah, it was a little crazy. Yeah, it was entertaining, entertaining to watch.
0: And I found it so interesting when we find his books, you know, the, the notes that he's been taking, Yeah. Uh, when, like, you know, when one of the characters finds it and she opens it up and like kind of sees them. I went, ooh, that makes sense to me because nobody else, the town, the friends, other husbands, other people involved had any clue anything that there was switching going on. If anybody
1: was going to know, it would have been Charlie. It would have been
0: him. Yeah. Yeah, And in complete sense. This
1: is somebody you're talking, when you talk about Charlie, you're talking about someone who pays attention for a living. So like he notices the smallest things, you know? Uh, So, yeah.
0: So why do you think, you know, I understood it from a clinical perspective of him being a doctor, writing all the notes, being just fascinated, like this is in front of him and he's able to kind of like watch it and write it all down. Why do you think that he let it happen and that he does fall in love with them and he just continued it till it got to, you know, kind of a point of no return?
1: There is a scene where he's being confronted. I think it's by Gina, I think. See, even now I can't remember. (laughs) Yeah, there was a scene where she confronts him and asks him why. And he says, you know, I was was trying to be allowing. I mean, this is such a weird thing to say. I was like, trying to be allowing, trying to be understanding. Then also at a certain point, you know, when you go so far with something, even though you might want to s- stop and turn back, you've gone past what we call, as the cliche, the point of no return. And so I think that's what happened with all the characters, really, honestly, except for, honestly, you know, poor Matt Bomer. He had no, his care. he had no idea. Yeah, there was no oh, so point of, point of no return for him. The point of no return for him was finding out what was really going, you know, finding out what was going on. And then he was just like, you know.
0: I'm out. Yeah. I'm out.
1: I'm yeah, out. Y'all are crazy. This is crazy town. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. And I also found that interesting too, because even I think, I think at that point when you guys have the party, you know, I mean, obviously you know, we find out later that, you know, but yeah. your character of Charlie knows and you're at a party and yeah, like he has no clue and, yeah. he, and you're all talking and communicating. And so it's just so crazy to me. And I felt so bad for him that he had no idea that all of yeah. this was going on and yeah. his life is like ruined and your life not so much necessarily because of what yeah. happened so it's it's interesting the comparisons between the two of you i was i was very like interested in the fact that you knowing made your life in a way better right because you have a book that comes out and you have things that happen and stuff like that whereas you know like matt's character not knowing ruined yeah. his whole life i mean he doesn't even have a house i mean at the end of it i mean like just it ruined everything for him
1: well both of our characters get crushed but at different points in this in the in the series for for, for charlie the, the the weight lands on his chest towards the end like episodes six and seven you know what i mean like the big emotional scene is you know is like is in is in is in like the final episode so we, we both, you know, we both took a gut punch, but at different times and in different ways, I would say. It's yeah. just,
0: it was interesting though, to compare the two of you because it was yeah. so drastic, the differences. And then I also kind of compared it to the two girl like women, because they're uh-huh. so different. Their yeah. reactions were so different. Their endings are so different. Yeah, And the men that they have in their lives were so different, their ending. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, you, that's a, that's a very astute observation. Like I said, crazy show but was it was so fun (laughs) to do yeah it was cool shooting in Wilmington North Carolina I'm not sure if you're aware we we shot it was supposed to be Virginia right but we we used Wilmington North Carolina for the majority of those scenes and then we finished shooting here in Los Angeles which is where I'm at now and uh yeah it was just it was a really fun shoot with great actors great cast just had a blast it was awesome
0: you are just so good in it because I didn't get a read from you at all. I mean, like, you totally fooled me. Like, I just had no clue that you knew. And then once you did know, I thought, all right, he's out. Like, he's, you know, he's done. And you, and he's not, like, no. he's still in it.
1: Yeah. No, Charlie was signed on for the long haul. He, uh, I think, you know, really, he, he, although he, he had love for both of them, I don't know if he was in love with both of them. I think he was truly in love with Gina. I think that really is like, I think he was really, really, truly in love with Gina, but, you know, it's the twin thing. Is this, you know I mean? What are you you gonna do?
0: (laughs) So like, how'd you feel, you know, so obviously, yes, you're dealing with multiple storylines, different things going on, different characters, all this craziness. The ending, how do you deal with that when you read it? That yes, there's gonna be this huge reveal that we find out that, you know, there's a book that gets written and then, a character shows up right in the audience. We don't know which one it is. We're not really sure what's going on. And then we see Charlie and one of the last scenes is in the house in this big, gorgeous, beautiful house that you guys have. And one walks right in and I'm going like, I was like, I thought he was, he was out. So what was that like shooting? And how did you rationalize him wanting to still stay in one of their relationships?
1: Yeah, well, I guess, like I said, he's really in love with Gina, I thought. And so I, thought I, never, I wasn't really ever sure who it was that showed up at the very end. I'm talking as the actor, Daniel, mm-hmm. and they weren't very forthcoming. I think they were trying to set it up for a, obviously a possible sequel. Now right. I've heard nothing about that. Not even a murmur, you know, I think that it would be, it would be totally fine. If there was no sequel, it would just be one of those things that seems unfinished. That seems, um, you know, not everything is tied up in a nice, neat little bow at the end. It would just be seven episodes of weirdness. <laughs> you know, it seems to be seems to be set up for a sequel, and then maybe maybe that never happens. Who knows? I didn't have to do much rationalizing. I, I what I was as myself as Daniel reading it, I was like, oh, they're they're trying to set this up for a possible sequel.
0: So to this point, you have no idea either, because I wasn't sure either. Like who it was. No. I was going to ask yeah. you, I was going to ask your opinion on who you thought it was. first
1: I think it's Lenny. That's I what I Lenny. thought. Because I, I, felt like, Lenny. I felt like
0: I felt like there was a little, like, the way yeah. that they wrote it, I felt that there was a spatial, there was a lot mm-hmm. of space between the two of you. And I felt mm-hmm. like if it Gina, there wouldn't have been. But I wasn't, right. I still wasn't sure. So yeah. I wasn't. I think, it, I think it was
1: Lenny and they never really told us. So yeah. what
0: was your, um, I guess, like, favorite part of shooting this whole thing and of fans reacting? Because everyone I mean everyone's talking about it
1: yeah my favorite part of shooting it I guess was working with uh was with shooting all those scenes with Michelle she's such a you know a really gifted actor yeah I mean like you know I was taking notes learning from her watching her process you know all the scenes that they were in when when she was shooting a scene where there was Lenny and Gina she had to shoot those scenes twice so she has to shoot her side she has to shoot the Lenny side and then she has to shoot the genocide with a a, a a body double or a stand-in in front of a green screen, and they have to edit that together. But like, but you know, in the process of her acting, she has to—I don't—I don't even know what what mental process she has to go through in order to do those acrobatics. It requires a tremendous amount of artistic dexterity. So, watching her, that would be one of the main highlights, and working with her, and the other one was getting to number one on Netflix top ten. Like that was like. <laughs> That was after, obviously after we were done shooting, but like
0: mm. in terms of
1: being involved with the project, that would be the other thing that was the main highlight.
0: Did you really think it was going to go number one though? I felt like it was so good. I mean, like- no, I- I did. I,
1: I was hoping that we would get to the top 10. I was hoping that we'd be somewhere That's in the crazy. top 10. Yeah, but you know, we premiered at number two and I think the next day or the couple days after that, we have the number one spot. But I'm yeah. that
0: you didn't think that because it was, I mean, you guys are all top. I mean, A, of your game- the story was fantastic.
1: I think that you want to manage your expectations. So like, you're just like, well, I hope we get in, You know, I hope we can make it to the top 10. You know, you just in case it doesn't happen, you don't want to be too crushed or disappointed. And so I'm, I'm yeah. glad that that's the way I approached it because I was not only surprised, I was overjoyed. You know, it was really cool, great experience.
0: One of my last questions is just, what are you hoping fans kind of get from it when they watch it? Cause it's fun, oh. exciting, but
1: yeah. What- what are you hoping? Uh, nothing too deep. It, it's 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 just to be entertained. This is not uh, this is not a think piece. I don't think this is a commentary on on, on you know feminism in 2022. Uh, I don't I don't think that there I don't think that there's any um, deep thematic underpinnings. I think it was just an entertaining story. Not everything has to be you know I don't know
0: heavy heavy like- and
1: out there. Sometimes sometimes people just want to sit on their couch with the popcorn and just watch something and just you know tune out of their problems in life for seven episodes of weirdness. So that's what we gave them. Just seven episodes of weird, entertaining weirdness. That's
0: it. <laughs> Is there anything <laughs> that you can like talk about that you're doing next or do you have to kind of keep everything under wrap? No, or? no, there's
1: not, there's not even anything that I have to pretend to be hush hush about. I am when actors are not working, we are working on getting work. So right. I'm just taking meetings, doing auditions, uh, enjoying some downtime. I just moved into, the, uh, I'm here in my new apartment in Los Angeles so, kind of enjoying settling into this new place, and um, excited to see what the universe is sending my way next. But I don't know what that will be.
0: I'm sure it's going to be something. Huge. Will it?
1: Will it be? Je- will it be Lena? I'm sorry. Will it be Lenny? Or will it be Gina? I don't know. I don't who know. Knows? Yeah, who, who knows? Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Yeah. And see,
0: I need to be your hype woman because I don't even think you should be auditioning. What the heck is that? Like, well, so
1: on. well, well, I have been lately. But um, for instance, uh, Echoes was a straight offer, so that was there was no audition process for Echoes. There was no audition process for Power Book 2 Ghost. So I'd say over the course of the last year and a half, I have been getting straight off. But sometimes they need to see you read for things. They just have to in order to see chemistry or to whatever. They just have to, to get a barometer reading. So as actors, that's what we do. We love the straight offers, but we are willing to audition you have to be
0: hope you guys enjoyed listening to Daniel Sinjata talk about his character Charlie Davenport the show echoes can be streamed now on Netflix so make sure you go and check it out don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content